from the secret lair on the back lot of an abandoned theme park, okay? In the heart of the New York of the South. These two guys, you know they're gonna spring into action whenever any unwanted opinion is needed. Oh yeah, that's right, baby. These are two dudes on a back lot, okay? You better believe it, baby. And now these hosts, R.L. Sutton and Harvey, they're coming for you! I gotta tell you, okay, if you're into pop culture, if you're a fan of movies or television or comic books, games, or wrestling, MTV when it played music, you know, when it was cool, or how about aliens, the paranormal, or the Florida man skunk ape, well this is the show for you, me, Gene. We are two dudes on a back lot, my man, R.L. Sutton. That's me. I'm Harvey. We got something to say, but nobody asked. We're going to talk about Disney possibly selling ESPN. Wells Fargo analyst Stephen Cahill thinks that Bob Iger has returned at Disney to get ESPN ready for sale. There's a lot of other things that people are thinking, but one of the main things that money analysts are saying is that Iger is back because they got rid of Bob Chapek, and Iger is going to... Since he's known as the the businessman, but he's known more for acquiring IPs instead of instead of selling them, he's getting ESPN ready to be sold. RL, what are your thoughts? I think he's basically getting it ready to be a, its own company, combining with ABC. Keep in mind, Disney doesn't own the sports teams that ESPN puts out there. They just basically have a deal to talk about them, and. Disney will never own this sports teams, not because they don't have the money, but because think about it. You can't control all those people the way they do these casts and everything. On top of that, everyone's cutting the cable. Broadcast is slowly dying off and you have to continue to create live content for that. And Disney would just rather make movies and other I control the IPs that they can control versus trying to be on the news every night. So they're just going to create a big company. ESPN combined with ABC gives people in it something to stop, investors something to look at, like hey, sports aren't going anywhere. So nice big merger, get rid of Hulu, kick it off to um, the company that they share it with right now, and they wash their hands of it. If television dies, doesn't affect Disney. They got their streaming service plus they can still have theaters and other places to get their content out there. I think all of that is valid and we it's no secret that Disney is hurting with you know so many horrible decisions they've made going super woke with their movies and television shows with raising the prices to extraordinary levels in the theme parks but but to me ESPN is one of the few things that is making money for them where they don't have to worry about it right now they are charging like six dollars a month for their espn plus package for people that subscribe to that specific espn tier and they're thinking about raising it to ten dollars and you'd be surprised how much money that leaves for them i agree with you television is slowly dying off but one thing about live tv that will stick around as long as it doesn't turn into like professional wrestling in the sense where they start you know uh, predetermining the outcome is live sports. So I don't know, maybe in the future, ESPN will be like its own separate thing where 
if you want to watch sports, if they become the, they call themselves the leader in sports, if they literally become the leader of sports. So it doesn't matter what sport you're into, you're going to have to go to ESPN and pay for that streaming service. That might be something that might happen down the line, but I think ESPN is one of the few things that is working for Disney right now. It, it is working, but keep in mind, Disney, I don't know how else to put it, is a control freak. They sign their talent to these multi-year contracts. They tell, they spell it out like, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to be here, you got to be there. And they can't, they don't, one, they can't control the sports teams like that. They can own, or they could buy the team. Sure, they could buy any franchise they want, but to control the players to the level they can do these casts. I mean, can think about the amount of people involved in a sports team versus the cast of a Marvel movie. Yeah, you can dictate the terms to the cast, but a sports team, you're not, you, you can control one or two of them, but the investment to buy the entire league is extraordinary. And then you have all those personalities. You're not going to tell these guys how to live their lives. And that's kind of what Disney likes to do with their theme parks, their, their, their casts on films, the whole, whole nine yards. You, you, you don't have that kind of control. Plus they have to share the pot. They have to, no matter how many people watch ESPN, they got to share some of those, some of that money with those other sport, with those companies. And they don't like to share. That is true. They don't like to share, but there's something that ESPN does that Disney adores, and that is make money. And no doubt, even though they don't have that dictatorship, tight-fisted control over the sports like they do, it's it's an easy money maker for them, and it's a tie-in that just like Coca-Cola, it doesn't matter what. Um, sport what event it is you're gonna see a coca-cola banner at that live event and that's something that they will be able to do with espn at least nationally within the u.s sports i don't know how much it's going to tie into international because obviously the biggest sport in the world is soccer and they do have espn fc they do have espn uk where they where it's specific towards a more international audience but I don't know why they haven't, or maybe they're going to find a way to start. You're going to start seeing commercials for ESPN Plus on, you know, those international tier versions of ESPN. And that might be a way for them to really shove that in people's faces, being that the big bet that they tried to do with China with that last Mulan movie, and it went horribly wrong. <laughs> pun not intended pun not intended it went horribly wrong and you then you have uh, John Cena in a separate incident apologizing in I'm Mandarin sorry. Yeah, exactly you I'm this. sorry daddy yeah I'm sorry China please give me your money um, something they, occurred to me uh -huh. could the problem they're having like ES I'm, I'm sure ESPN is making in ways but some of these outside of the U.S. are our national religion is NFL. If you missed it, outside of the U.S., some of these soccer is, as they call it, I believe they call it football in other countries. Yeah, but no, soccer. The rest of the world is the is the worldwide religion. Is the problem that Disney's having, or or the ESPN is particularly that 
those sports are so tied with their those cultures and those countries traditions that it's they they don't know how to deal with it they, they're like what we how we market in the u.s doesn't work that way in south america how we work market in the u.s doesn't work that way in the uk so it's a bit harder well battle remember for everything is business partnerships so like the 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 english premier league which is one of the like the name says premier leagues in the world for soccer or like you said like football in the rest of the world i the rights are owned by nbc and we know that abc is the is the property that's tied to espn so for soccer at least in the us they may have i don't think so i don't know if they have the 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 us soccer league which is you know major league soccer mls they would have to start getting at least some of these leagues like the Bundesliga, which is the german league or um la liga the spanish league or syria a which is the italian league those are the three major leagues that people will tune in to watch soccer worldwide they would have to at least get two of those leagues under the umbrella and then they'd be able to start making a dent worldwide who's to say if it doesn't happen in the future i don't know what worldwide anti um monopoly laws are versus in the u.s so you could be right it could be they're 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 making some strides because you know they they are putting soccer on espn they they're behind the ufc which is a, a sport which is growing exponentially worldwide and you know one sport that will forever be popular is fighting people understand fighting you don't have to the rules of fighting are very simple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Versus any other sport. Right. And it's, everything... it, it's the op, you know, it's the ultimate of one-on-one. So they have MMA, which is growing hugely. And that might get more of an international audience, at least following them for that. But maybe they're fine with what they're, what they're doing in due time. We'll find out what ESPN's international plans are. But what you said is not in Disney's playbook. They will do a deal for a while. And as we know, they did that with Netflix. And then when they're ready, they're like, they either go out on their own or they have to acquire the company that well, controls it. All right, here's the deal. Who cares what Disney wants to do? Right now, what, they, what they've been doing is not working for them. And ESPN is one of the things that is one of the few things that's making money. So and that would be why they would want to combine it with ABC to get investors in it because the investors are you, you would be interested in a company that has an established brand like ESPN, you know, ABC on its own, not so much in the past. But in the past, it was but something. on the flip side, that's one of the reasons you probably keep ABC and ESPN because it's one of the few entities that is making you money. And is keeping you afloat when your theme parks aren't and your your other IPs aren't and they've acquired Fox and they haven't done anything with it since they've acquired it. So I that's actually, one of the few things that's that they don't have to worry about. They they have so much other stuff they gotta fix. But think about that. That could be part of the appeal to get when they do if they do decide to get rid of um Hulu, they combine some of those IPs with that to sell it that's the ones that they're not using to sell it to um can't remember the name of the company no you are right i can see them taking like your weaker ips like hulu and abc and combining those two 
But ESPN is probably one of the ones they'll they'll hold on to. That's what I think, because it's, I think it's one of the few that's it's or it's probably the only thing that's not giving them issues right now. Yeah, and I, I understand what you're saying, but their deal with um, Comcast to make it sweeten the spot to get Comcast to walk away. Hey, we'll throw like the X Files. We haven't done anything with that. We'll throw maybe they get the sacrifice, the Predator movie, IP, and Alien since they haven't really got any head steam with those. I mean, they've dropped the comics out there, the comics appeared and they kind of disappeared. But you combine those, you know, you got to make it a package to get Comcast to get out from under it. But once you're done, then you can, if you sell off ABC and ESPN and Hulu, however you get rid of them, now you're nice and clean and all you are is create IP and you can sell it to anybody. Or you can just control it yourself and stream it. So. Here's one thing that maybe Disney might do, depending how. Here's the thing. There are a lot of rumors floating around that one of the reasons that JPEG was kind of like sacrificed was that the people they've been doing something with the whole scandal with the uh, with the Bitcoin, at the NTX NTX the uh, Bitcoin guy. So. There are a lot of rumors that's one of the reasons they kind of got rid of JPEG because they could at least dump it on him. And Iger was involved in that when he was there. They kind of brought him back to help cover it up. So right now, I think Disney has a lot more issues to deal with, especially if it starts coming out that they've been doing, you know, some sort of, you know, fraud financial wise, which wouldn't be surprising because what is. What does money do to people? What does absolute greed do to people? Just makes them greedier. Absolutely. Yeah. Corrupts, absolutely. Exactly. I didn't know they were, they were invested in the Bitcoin thing. I've seen a lot um, about that, and there's some people predicting that. There, yeah, exactly. There's some insiders <laughs> like uh, Cameron Pasha being one of them who's, who's uh, a screenwriter in Hollywood that's gone on many shows like Valiant Renegade and um, uh, Midnight's Edge who has an has worked for the company and has um let's call them insiders <laughs> mm. they kind of tell him so um he he vouches that they're reliable sources and he himself is a phenomenally reliable source so um if you want to know more details about the inner workings i would say definitely follow his patreon at cameron pasha or uh just Go to uh, follow him at, uh, on YouTube. Just K A M R A N P A S H A, Cameron Pasha. He's you know very 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 tuned into what. Yeah, exactly. Very very tuned into what's happening at Disney right now. Another news that just recently dropped, you know, or at least for us, who knows when you're listening to this episode. But um, we're gonna go because you're you're kind of like in the future. We're in the past. So right now in the past. Mm-hmm. What has dropped is huge rumors of Vince McMahon making a power play to sell the WWE. And in the process of selling the WWE, he would come back and be the the one in charge of running it. Even though he would not be the owner, he is the majority stakes owner as we speak right now. And... um, he kind of stepped down against his will because of the uh, scandal he had of paying several million dollars to like 
I think it's like 15 women, basically giving them hush money for having sex with them. And uh, he kind of had to step down for that. And we know that he's somebody that doesn't like to play nice and he likes to do what he wants to do and he wants to come back. What are your thoughts on that, RL? It just occurred to me. What if Tony's Tony goes to his dad and they buy the company? He acquires it could the happen, collector. but he's I don't know. I don't think they have that type of money. Some of the names um, in you know, that are rumored to be involved. Well, here's the thing. It, it depends. It, Vince is is the one that's going to decide who it goes to. Maybe he doesn't want to give it to AEW. I don't think they have that type of money. They do and they don't because uh, the cons own the Jacksonville Jaguars. They they own. AEW, they own the Liverpool Football Club in the Premier League in in England. I don't know what other and you know what other properties well, they have, but um, Comcast is one of them that owns Universal Studios, uh, and Disney, uh, b- believe it or not, is one of the other companies that's rumored. Um, Vince McMahon holds all the cards here, so I highly doubt he would sell to AEW. You think that's a possibility? Well, I think that. Know that Tony's father may not have all the money, but he knows the right people. He could come together and get the money. Um, I think the idea that no, there's no way in. I'll just say there's no way in hell I would be like, yeah, Vince, you're still going to run it, though. I won't. I'm going to own it. Why would you do that? That that to me is bad business. I'm going to first off all the rumors out there about him. Second off. There's a lot of people he buried on purpose, and you can you can find it if you ever want to. It's decades old now, but the making of the game he talks about in a kind way. Triple H, Paul Lewinsky, how he was kind of buried after the click left and it went over to WCW. So if he did that to Paul, we know that he's done it to other people who we never heard of. So I think that that would be a creative mistake that you would say, sure, I'll buy it, but you get to run it exactly the way you are. Remember that we're talking about finances versus running the company where we're talking about, you know, shareholders and stuff like that. Shareholders don't care about any of that. They just care about the bottom. They care about the bottom line. And if he's, he can show that he could give them the returns that they're expecting. They really don't care who runs it. Because up to this point, it was always kind of known that Vince was a dirtbag and he was running it up to this point, you know, because the, it, it just came out. But the, 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 the foul thing about paying off for those women is that he's, it's been, he's been doing it for the last 15 years. So it, it doesn't matter, you know, his moral standing or how bad he, how morally corrupt he is. But as the, long as the, the 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 money is the return is there, they could they could care less. And bro, the United States four years ago, now six years ago, voted in a morally corrupt man and made him the leader of the free world. But you but we're talking about in regards to business, the one thing Vince does is Vince puts old talent on legacy contracts so they can't go anywhere. And yeah, but once again, a, once again, a share a shareholder does not care about that RL. But it see, just, I, I, it's like Vince, are you making are you making the returns that you said you were going to make? Okay, cool. 
Yeah, every, just, everything you're saying is valid, but that's more of an argument for a wrestling wrestling fans or people that are really into wrestling. A shareholder, somebody that is a shareholder in some, you know, Fortune 500 company could give a fuck about, you know, if the big show now is on some contract where he can't go nowhere, but at the same time, they won't let him wrestle to give an example. I understand that, that, that part we'll disagree on because my point of view on that is, okay, so you're paying the big show to be here. So he doesn't work for somebody else, but that money that you're paying him could be going into my pocket. And even if he works for somebody else, it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? He's not, there's nobody else competing with me. So why am I keeping HBK on? See, but on the, the, pri- the, the, here's the thing. These wrestlers, they're not making LeBron James money. They're, they're, they're not making the money that, you know, um, our major, our major sports stars do in baseball, basketball, football. They're not. So believe it or not, all of those top tier wrestlers, like right now, I guess you'd say like Roman Reigns would be one of them. Brock Lesnar would be one of them. They're not making nothing near your mid-tier basketball player. So that money that you're talking about, RL, doesn't even register on, that's chump change for these, for these, for these businessmen. That's the, that's the type of, type of amount of money we're talking about. You're kind of speaking more from a passionate fan centric based and we are fans, but these money people, they don't care. It's just about bottom line. That's why they, that's why during the pandemic, your, our billionaires became trillionaires, your Elon Musk's and your Jeff Bezos and your Bill Gates and the rest of us got screwed. That's just the capitalistic society that we live in. You have valid points. I agree with you, but they're more morally based. And we're talking about people that have no morals, little less souls. Souls. That's funny. I I see what you're saying. I just, I guess in my mind, the payroll that WWE is putting out there to keep some of these people we don't, we haven't seen in several years just to come in once in a while and wave at the audience. Seems like that's a great waste of money for the company. And it is, but at the same time, like I told you, once again, they're not making the amount of money that our major sports stars and other sports are, or especially some of these, speaking of soccer, some of these soccer players, the, the ridiculous amounts of money that they make, it's still a, 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 a drop in the bucket. So it is a waste, but they just write it off as an expense. And who is the biggest player in um, sports entertainment, like Vince McMahon likes to call it. W- WWE, AEW yeah. still hasn't really made much of a, a mark. As fun yeah. as it is, it's something else to watch, but they haven't really done anything where WWE has been forced to change the way they're operating, like WCW did in the 90s and early 2000s. AEW still is not a comp- a competitor for the WWE. It, it's it's not. So since it is not, the WWE has not been forced to have to pay Roman Reigns 
a $30 million contract. He, because he, he, he may be making barely $2 million, which is nice. And that's a lot of money. That makes him a millionaire. But um, it's not the $30 million that Lionel Messi, the captain of the Argentinian football team, just got for re-signing for, at his uh, club team in Paris. $30 million versus maybe... 1.5 million let's be honest that's probably 1.2 million that's probably what roman reigns would be making and he's their champ he's their double champion and probably most popular wrestler yeah so I did hear, right now vince mcmahon's the one that still holds the cards i did hear years back that they signed some they offered somebody a multi-year contract and it was like so many millions of dollars up front and then for three or four years it went down considerably less for the rest of his contract but yeah, you. I mean, you do have a point there, and I understand what you're saying. I just, I guess. The sad I'm thing looking... that hasn't happened is, you don't see, maybe because it's not considered a sport, you haven't seen more pro wrestlers having sponsorship deals. Like, um, there's a now former football player's name's Rob Gronkowski. Gronk played with uh, Tom Brady in New England. They won a bunch of Super Bowls. Followed. Uh, Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. They won one Super Bowl there. After the they won it, he played the following season. And this season, he retired. He's like, I'm done. He's known as being like a frat boy and kind of a dumbass. But business-wise, he's not. He's never touched a cent off of his uh, salary. He's solely, the last 12 years, he's been an NFL player. He's lived off the strictly the sponsorship money that he gets for you know in endorsing products he's hasn't so he all 12 years he who knows how many millions he made he didn't touch it obviously he's invested it but you know you don't you never hear of somebody in the wwe doing anything similar to that it's probably because it's in the contract that they're not representing themselves they're representing the brand yeah and that's true a lot of these and how many times do we see somebody leave and they lose their name you know they they, they, wwe holds on to their name so now they they go to AEW or anywhere else and they got to go buy some different name and page page is one of them she's one of the most recent ones to leave and she's going by her real name soraya in AEW. so did um cody rhodes was in court with him for years over his last name and, and that's his right real name. last name. Well, it is actually, no, it it's isn't. not. Yeah, it's but his dad's it, real it's last like name. it is. It's like it is. Fuck that. It's his dad's <laughs> last name. Yeah. No, no, because their last name really is Reynolds. Reynolds. Okay. They are Reynolds. But, but dude, it's like fuck. That, his dad had that shit since like the late sixties. That's their fucking name. God damn it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They are the required Rhodes, me. They are the Rhodes family. To me, I would have kicked. That, that case should have been settled right away. Like, oh, wait. So, Dusty Rhodes, the American dream was going by this how long ago? Yeah, exactly. When Vince was still what? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why that, that's a thing. I don't know how they that's, – that's just that's just crazy. I don't know how that, that happens, but it does. It's that, the well, it's of... like The Rock. It's like The Rock. Technically, he does not own that name. That's why he – the minute he started doing more higher profile movies, he would go by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And he, he hasn't done much acting 
But uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, whenever you see him, he's done more hosting, especially on um, his his little reality TV show, that Stone Cold Ranch, or was it Stone? He, he did something Ranch. Movies. He goes by Steve Austin. He doesn't really go by Stone Cold Steve Austin. He did The Longest Yard. It was pretty good. Good. I like it. No, I liked it too, and and I think he's a pretty decent actor. It's too bad he would make he'd be great. In a, yeah, he was in uh, Grown Ups, the first Grown Ups movie with Adam Sandler. Okay. Kind of, kind of playing himself. He wasn't himself, but he was kind of playing like a big tough guy, like a big biker type tough guy. He's 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 funny. He's ridiculously funny. So Let's I don't know why it. he hasn't done more. I know he's based out of L.A., so I don't know why he hasn't done more stuff. I think a maybe lot. it's maybe it's not up to him. Maybe they just casting directors don't call him. I think a lot of it has to do with Dwayne Johnson became a superstar. Whether you think he's a good actor or not is irrelevant, in my view, on this one. And Vince, it pissed Vince off because he doesn't, he's not getting any of that money. He can't control the rock the way he used to, you know, when he was just working for him. So a lot of these other guys may not, he might control it like that. Like, look, you can't use name. You can't do endorsements while you're under contract. And you got this guy who, or girl who came up, if they're lucky, lower middle class. And now they're going to be in front of millions of people making more money than they ever did in their life, they're probably going to sign that contract pretty quickly, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that oh, yeah. In the case of Stone Cold Steve Austin, he just kind of went more down this route, the podcast route. He does have his own podcast, uh, Broken Skull Ranch. So that's the name of his podcast, BSR Podcast, Broken Skull Ranch, because that's the name of his ranch in his home state of Texas. And um, he kind of has like a podcast that he does for the WWE on their actual channel. So he's just kind of gone become more of a broadcaster slash podcaster so at least that's what has happened in the sense of our man the texas rattlesnake bionic redneck stone cold steve austin going into another sport the nfl has signed a two billion annual annually deal with youtube to broadcast sunday ticket allowing viewers all over the amazing world to watch their sports teams go at it they've been working hard trying to get a presence in europe what do you think harvey here's the deal um it used to be on direct tv it's been on direct tv since like 1996 mm -hmm. and direct tv even with in the past they always had technological issues you're literally mm -hmm. have a satellite dish on the roof of your house or if you live in an apartment, you'd have to put it, you'd have to find a way to have it in your balcony facing the right direction. If it was cloudy, you would lose your signal. So they always had if issues. They finally got the technology to work. And then they just started getting ridiculous. I myself used to be a DirecTV uh, customer and I was super happy. And, you know, I live in the New York of the South. And in the South, we get a lot of rain, we get a lot of clouds, and we get the occasional hurricane. And believe it or not, I've had DirecTV in a hurricane and never lost signal. And the packages were pretty solid. It wasn't a la carte like it should have been. But, you know, I had everything I wanted and they threw in HBO for free, which was sweet. Nice. And then every time you had to re-up with the contract, the, it just jumped. And that's when I got rid of DirecTV, went back to cable. And since then, I've cut the cord like so many people and I just stream like everybody else. DirecTV is dying a slow death, if not if it's already dead. I don't know of anybody that would want that 
and use that. Maybe older older folks that have to have a, a cable box and uh, a, a remote control and can't understand or don't want to understand how to stream. With them losing the NFL ticket, the Sunday ticket, that's a huge loss. Because there are a lot of people, I had coworkers that would just get the NFL ticket for the season. And when the season was done, they would cancel it. And then they would re-up right around the time preseason would start again. Now it's going to be with YouTube. Ironically, I am a YouTube TV subscriber, and it's phenomenal. That's what I use as my cable TV. Because, you know, I still like watching channels. Yeah, I have Netflix and I have Amazon Prime, but I like having, you know, at least local just to know what's happening in my community and, you know, for news and traffic and stuff like that. And YouTube TV is is phenomenal, and they're offering a similar tier where you don't have to sign up for YouTube TV. You could just get the NFL ticket, watch that, and with that, you're going to be able to stream it on any device. Don't know if DirecTV was offering that. I know when I had it, it wasn't the best. So we know that YouTube started out as obviously a channel. They're all about streaming. So what I see happening is YouTube will be the new cable TV. Cable TV will at some point die. Cable, your cable provider will not. If you have Comcast, if you have Spectrum, they're the ones that are still going to provide the actual service to your house or your apartment. The days of having that box are going to go away. You may have a little Roku box. If you have an older TV like me, but at some point, it's going to be built into all the TVs pretty much just like that now. So what I'm wondering is, will this happen with other sports? Like at some point, if you want to watch the NFL, do you have to get this Sunday ticket? If you want to watch the NBA, do you got to get their version of their NBA ticket? That Do you see that happening? Will sports still be accessible to the average person that at least gets YouTube TV and uses that as their cable? What are your thoughts? Here, a oh, quick story I have on um, Direct TV. Uh-huh. Uh, like yourself, I had a, the cable box. They gave me an offer and everything. In one of the early movies that I saw that was still in theaters, and I thought this was the coolest thing, it was like 35 bucks. I was really excited. And, like, you know how you get excited to actually watch it because I wanted to see the movie, just didn't want to go to theaters. It was a movie called Sucker Punch. If you've ever okay. seen that, that okay. was a. You saw it? No, uh, it, well, well, we could talk about that. Is it worth watching still today? Because I know it kind of has like a cult following. I think it is. I think it's um, Zack Snyder's before he got into superheroes. It's a really trippy movie. He's got a lot of unique ideas that come into it. But I remember it was one of the first movies that I recall where you could see it while I was still in theaters. So that was the main connecting point there for me. I do remember that because I had DirecTV at that time. And I remember... I never did it, but I remember having that ability like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like you said, like, right now, it's, I don't know. Whatever's in well, the movie theaters cur- currently. What? Oh, Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. That's in the movie theaters as we speak, and you can watch it in your house. That is pretty cool for for its time, yeah. On the topic of Sucker Punch, it's like a, um, a 16-year-old boy's fantasy come to life. It's got sword fights giant robots everything i know the the lead actress is super hot in that movie any nudity yes oh right okay i'm down i might have to watch it yeah (laughs) but back to your question at hand 
as somebody who works in the entertainment industry, a lot of these mom and pop stations that are affiliates but are not are getting into the live sports events or live events of sorts, where the whether it be your local football teams now on the air or lower college teams that don't have major contracts on ESPN or some of these other channels. So what your local TVs are trying to do is they're trying to create original content to keep them relevant, to carry stuff that nobody else has carried. And I've seen that a lot with even smaller channels. Like they're just on cable, but they're like, Hey, we need to do something because we're trying to keep them from cutting the cord and trying to keep the cable companies carrying us. And since we haven't gone to the a la carte version of cable channels, we've got to put something out there and people, this is what keep, is going to keep live sports alive and what the NFL figured out a long time ago. People want to experience it. They don't want to record it and watch it later. They want to be in that moment. And yes, I think a lot of, as these channels come up, they're going to be like, look, we need to start going to YouTube or we're going to die. So if YouTube's ready to start picking up those contracts, I could see that being the wave of the future where you watch local whatever news over your phone or over your YouTube device and the cable companies simply become providers of your internet service. Yeah, I would have to say that's the way to go. Um, one of my dead-end jobs was as a uh, repair technician or installation technician at Spectrum. If anybody doesn't know what Spectrum is, it's a cable company. Um, they're pri primarily here in the southeast, but they do have some, um, they, they service some places in the northeast and even out in certain parts of the central United States. And um, just like you said, you are going to always need the cable providers, but you're kind of seeing that now where you could watch whatever the hell you want to watch on your phone or on your tablet. So I'm just, and Spectrum, you no longer need their cable box. You could have their service and pay their monthly whatever and get all of the channels that you would get on a cable box. I see that disappearing because you have something like YouTube TV, which is a lot cheaper and offers, it's just as good. So I, I would have to agree with you. I think that's, that's what's going to happen. Live, like you said, sports, as long as it doesn't get corrupted by money, and in a way it is, but as, as long as it doesn't turn into pro wrestling, um, you, can't, you can't beat that. You cannot beat living that particular outcome right there in the moment. There's no TV show. There's no movie that's going to be able to reproduce that, that euphoria that you get through sports. I don't know how sports is going to change because... Before it was regional. You grew up in Los Angeles. You're going to be a fan of the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the, the LA Kings, you know, your local teams. With internet and you being able to follow whatever team, wherever the hell you live, and with like um, fantasy football, you could play that with other sports, which basically it's like a form of gambling and you're every every game or every week you're picking 
different player you pick your these players and depending how they fare on that game that they play you get points and then in your fantasy league the team that gets the best points wins some of these fantasy leagues you win money some of them you don't that's more popular people will watch follow sports more for their stupid fantasy league than the actual follow the sport so it's we're, we're definitely in a process of change where a old school person like me that I'm going to follow a team because it's the home team versus some jackass that oh this is my fantasy team and they may but, know the players but they don't have they don't follow a team but and see, in a way you're kind of losing that that aspect of the sport because if you're just following following a player because you're literally living in a fantasy land you're 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 missing the whole point honestly but here's the thing about sports I'm a Dallas fan, primarily Dallas mm -hmm. and the Falcons. I won a bet, just a random bet at work on, back in the uh, 90s. And that's how I started following Dallas. It's like they were in the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, I'll with them. And they're like, oh, we hate them. And I'm like, well, why don't we put a bet on it? And I won, two, won the pizza because that was a bet. Like, hey, I buy pizza, they buy pizza. Oh, I was carrying a cup with the Dallas logo on it that my mother picked up and was drinking out of it. And that's how they're like, how dare you? They're running, going to the Super Bowl. From then on, I started following Dallas. I've never been anywhere cl close to Dallas. I've flown over Dallas. So I can see people start following teams with YouTube opening the door all over the world. So you could have a guy like, I've always dreamt of playing for Dallas Cowboys and he's from the UK. He's never, you know, he, he started following mm -hmm. it there. So I think, NFL's being genius with this move that this is going to get. Oh, them. true. And there, I know there's plans of opening a team in Mexico and, and they've been playing with the idea for almost 20 years now about putting a team in, in England. But also what it's lend itself to is people just follow the winners. Nobody follows a loser. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So um, everybody is going to follow Right now, I guess it'd be the Milwaukee Bucks in, in basketball or the Golden State Warriors. Back when, you know, Kobe Bryant was at his best, you know, everybody was a Lakers fan. Everybody was a Miami Heat fan, you know, when LeBron James was in Miami or wherever team LeBron James was at, that was their favorite team. Hey, I it, lends itself to, it lends itself to that as well. Those type of fans, I'm going to say it, you're, you're shitheads. <laughs> and you, you're what's wrong with the fucking sport. So fuck you. <laughs> I followed. I followed the Cowboys when they had a 35 year old quarterback who couldn't, who couldn't score with his wife during his season. Yeah. So and and the reason I feel that way is like anybody, anybody, can hop on a bandwagon. It's easy to follow the team that wins. Now, granted, if you were, it, this doesn't apply now, but if you were a Green Bay Packers fan through all of the 70s and 80s up to the point where Brett Favre was drafted his rookie year and you were from Green Bay, you were, it was like losing season after losing season after losing season. I get it. I get it. And, you know, that was the New England Patriots before Tom Brady was there. That was Tampa Bay before they won their first uh, uh, Super Bowl uh, probably now 15 years ago. So um, I get it. I get it. But guess what? When your team does win and you were there all of that time, that's when it pays off. To like I said, to follow your favorite player from team to team, I guess that's just the world we live in and your player's doing it for money. Or like LeBron James, he's doing it because it's easier to get with a bunch of all-stars and actually like try to win it. 
you know, I get it, but it it kind of cheapens it a little bit my in my eye. My wife's uncle follows Miami Dolphins, and he's been a Dolphin fan. They haven't hit the Super Bowl since 71. And now and they've caught, well, as, as of right now when this podcast was recording, they had just made the playoffs, like, first time in 20-odd 20, 20 years. So, well, whatchamacallit, now for, for him, it pays off. Hey. You know? And, you know, that's, that's, that's badass. It's like um, uh, World Cup this past December. The team that won it, Argentina, hasn't won. They didn't. They hadn't won it since 1986. So, you best believe all of Latin America, especially when it went down to Argentina, which is basically representing all of Latin America, because this was the last Latin American country left, and it's going against France, which was the team that won it the previous tournament four years prior. They're representing Europe. You know. When they won the World Cup, yes, it was a big deal in Argentina, but it was a big deal across the Americas because, you know, it had been 30-odd-plus years, and they were kind of literally representing all of the Spanish-speaking countries, except Spain. <laughs> Spain's in Europe. So, you know, yeah. that's that's what you get when when your team... You know, now, if, if, if you just have a team like the L.A. Clippers that... Still hasn't had a winning season. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, then you're like, maybe it should be time to change teams. Hey, that's why I follow two teams. <laughs> Most people do. Most people do. Like, because listen, with football, I'm a, I really enjoy football when I get the opportunity to watch it. It's one of those things where it's like, if you only follow your team and say you were the, is it the Browns? It's never, they did well a while back. You only follow your team the moment they're out of, out of the out of the game. It's like, why am I watching this? So you got to have a little choice, a few choices here. No, I, I agree. I agree because you know, when it comes to football, my my team was the Washington Redskins. Now they're the Washington Commanders, and they haven't they haven't had a they haven't been ugh, competitive in like ten years. So <laughs> it's like, yeah. When you're halfway through the season, you're like, okay, we're out of it again. Hey, you got to have other option is to do like so many people do and just root for whoever was against the Patriots when they're going to the Super Bowls. <laughs> and yeah, that, that, that happened too. That, yeah, mm. I was that guy. You know, I'm like, you know, for this weekend, I'm going to be a <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles fan or a New York Giants fan. So, yeah. They're like, you know, that team's owned by Satan. Yeah, but I like his work ethic. Okay, as long as it's the Patriots, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit as long as they beat that fucking owner that's getting hand jobs in some nail salon in Tampa someplace. <laughs> Tales of the Florida Man. What do we got, RL? Man accused of throwing beer on a five-month-old baby wide drunk. That baby deserved it. <laughs> Are you looking for two dudes on a back lot? Do you want more of this craziness? Join our Facebook group, okay? Or follow us on Instagram for upcoming shows and other information. Now, listen to what this other chap has to say, okay? The show's over, okay? And our intrepid duo is going to return to their lives as pizza delivery man and dollar theater usher. We must remember the lesson from 
learn from them today. Join us again. Same Backlock time, same Backlock channel the 